Welcome to Breaking Tables. It is Thursday night. That means it's time to get your weekend started right now. Uh, we've got a show for you tonight. So buckle up. How you doing, Tapadil? Everything all right? Hell yeah, man. It's Thursday. I'm ready for the game. Happy hour started a little too early for some of us, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it always does. I'm happy every hour. <laughs> uh, before we get started, uh, we've got to pay some bills. Tapadil, run this off. All right, thanks for joining us. Uh, this show is sponsored by Janet Gosh, our uh, lo lovely friend and our realtor here in the Florida, the state of Florida. She, um, if you're buying, selling, or renting a home, she is definitely the person to call. Give her a call, 716-861-9580, or you can email her. It's popping up on our screen right now. Janet Gosh, 716 at gmail.com give her a call if you are looking to either move to florida or re relocate in the state of florida she can get you hooked up with a great place yeah give her a call B. Janet gosh all right Janet gosh absolutely whether you're a bills fan or not a bills fan just give her a call oh yeah if you're a bills fan or not a bills fan she will hook you up with a gift card to straight out of buffalo here in clearwater or a gift card to Levique Tours or Rentals, $100 gift card, just for buying a home. Boom. Well, thank you, Tap and Neil. Oh. Uh, guys, we've got an epic show tonight, very electrifying. we got a lot of guests. Uh, looks like uh, there's a couple of them already in the back room. So let's go out and get them on one by one. Uh, we'll start with our uh, our main special guest, ladies and gents. Everyone knows him, Joe Kroom from Kroom Photographers. What's up, brother? How you doing? How you guys doing? <laughs> that was almost funny. <laughs> Did we miss something good? Nah, no, not much, Joe. How you doing, brother? 
Love the love the background. Love the setup. Thank you. Living the dream. Try not to wake up. Look at that. Look at that. No, that's not a green screen, folks. That is a, that's real life. I'll do a, I'll do oh, a yeah. studio tour when we get a little further into the podcast. Nice, bro. Nice. Uh, all right. Looks like uh, our uh, friend Anthony just dropped back on. Uh, Anthony is uh, going to be coming down to Orlando. What's up, Anthony? How you doing, brother? Good. How about you guys? What's up, man? Doing awesome. I love your green screen of a garage. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Stevie Johnson joining uh, joining us here in a little bit. Not sure exactly where he's at. And our buddy Walter from Bills Backers Orlando. Uh, there's some uh, big events going on for the season, the home opener. Uh, for us who live away from Buffalo, we got to have our own events. Um, starting off with uh, out in Las Vegas, I know Joe Pinella at Sin City Backers. Uh, they're going to be having Mark Maddox out there. Shout out to uh, Joe and Mark. Hope those guys have a good time. And uh, then the biggest event in, in Florida is going to be in Orlando this weekend, where Anthony is going to be down with Stevie Johnson. Uh, they're going to be having just a hoopla, having a good time. Maybe getting some tattoos. I heard according to Walter. Um, <laughs> that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. I'll get like matching tattoos that kind of awkward, but, <laughs> and then, uh, then Joe, uh, you, you've got an event going coming on tomorrow night, right? In Buffalo. Yeah. So I have a live podcast tomorrow at uh, sad boys brewing, which is actually directly downstairs of my studio. So it's my second one. So I'm hoping to get yeah. a little bit more drunk than the last one. Hold on. You're telling us you live above a brewery well so this is on my studio so my studio is above a brewery <laughs> and, and it, dude so they have so awesome i've been down there a few times they're they're brand new so like usually i'll have like like little bit like little parties up in my space like to where like i can have my own alcohol and just listen to music however i want so i went down there just to like you know say what's up like obviously they're new to the building so they have like a loganberry seltzer which is absolutely incredible and I'm not like a big IPA guy, but they have like a Loganberry IPA that's like an 8.4. And I'm not an IPA drinker. And they like gave me a sample of it yesterday. I'm like, dude, I'm I love IPAs now. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Dangerous it is tomorrow, unfortunately. I, I was I was literally just gonna say, I don't think anybody likes IPAs just because I don't know. It's I'm about a fan of IPAs. You kidding me? That's what I'm drinking right now. You don't count, Tabadil. You drink anything in front of you. Not untrue. Uh, all right, guys. Well, I guess we can just kind of hoopla here until uh, we get uh, some other guests coming on. Um, we just lost a crap game against the Jets, divisional round. We start the season off now. It's your own one. You know, we're not going to dabble too much about it just because it was literally all over the news the past couple of days. And here in Breaking Tables, we talk on regurgitated Bills talk. Um, so let's round table here. Let's talk about things that we uh, actually liked out of that game, starting with Anthony. Um, I'm assuming you watched the game. What did you like out of that loss? I liked the defense, I ain't going to lie. You know, the, mainly the front. You know, I feel like last year we lacked a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks. I feel like we, we made that statement right away. Obviously, you can see with Aaron Rodgers going down quick. Um, you know, I feel like the defense definitely proved something compared to last year. Bills always had a great defense, you know, but I feel like we've been lacking defense more than offense. And I feel like, you know, they definitely proved a point, you know, week one. Well, the only prediction I guessed right, uh, everybody, was uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to retire at halftime. I wasn't expecting him to 
retire after four plays, which is kind of fucked up. I don't yeah. wish injury upon anybody. Uh, but I mean, yeah, they, they definitely put some steam on them. And I think we just kind of broke, broke down towards the end. Uh, but yeah, that defensive line was, was pretty spot on. Uh, good, good call out. Uh, Joe, what about you, man? Anything that you can pull out of this loss? Uh, I mean, I definitely would say like the pressure that we applied defensively and definitely seeing the difference in defensive ran from Frazier to McDermott. You can definitely tell a little bit of a difference, but as far as offense, you said good things, right? Good things. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's it. <laughs> so I think we're all aligned. Uh, the defense, I mean, yeah, McDermott's defense, definitely. Uh, it wasn't conservative like Frazier's defense was. That's, that's a huge call out. Uh, McDermott actually knows his defense. He knows his strengths and his weaknesses. It's, you know, we're not going to get into why we lost this yet, but uh, we'll get into tapping Neil's likes here. All right. So there were actually a couple of likes I did have, but I'm going to tell you this before I get into that. I went for lunch Monday morning and was talking to a guy who was a Packers fan that said, Hey, whatever you guys do, don't kill Aaron Rodgers because we need him to play 65% of his snaps so we get a better uh, draft pick. And I said, I'm like, so you don't want him to knock him out in the first few plays? Oh. That's, that that's not like, so messed up. Shoot out of me right there. So, but I'll that, tell you how this, about those fans? Not- on, Neil, speaking of that, how about those fans in, in Green Bay that were, like, celebrating his injury because they, were, they thought they were going to get a free, free bar tab? Just, yeah. It's like, come on, guys, get out That's of here. That's fucked up. Don't, don't that is so fucked up. Here, <laughs> it really is. Um, I'll tell you, I, I agree with with both what Joe and Anthony said. The defense looked tough to beat. They really did. They were attacking the hell out of the quarterback, which we did not see on the Frazier. It was great to see. But I'll tell you, there was a bright spot on offense that I think that we missed. Um, Osiris is going to be an all-pro guard. I'm going to let you know that right now. Williams did not did not have as big of a game as I thought he was going to, and Osiris handled him. He did very good against him, and let's face it, Williams is like one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL, if not the best. So I think that part of our offensive line, there wasn't too many good offensive uh, things that were great, but that was. That was a good pick. Well done, Brandon Bean. And by the way, 16 and one will still be a very respectable record. I'm okay with 16 and one. If I ask anybody here before the season started, hey, listen, if we finish 16 and one, would you be happy? Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you actually took my only like from the offense. Uh, I was watching Osiris and how he handled, man, that like he wasn't moving. Like if you look, yeah. you can, it's night and day when you see Osiris to the right guard, and then just directly right of him, Spencer Brown looks like he was just getting crapped on pretty much every single play. And it's like, wait, what? One's a rookie, and the other's been around the league for three years. They're not the same, man. It's just, it's not the same. It's night and day. And uh, uh, thank God Osiris was playing good against a solid defense because Williams could have just done a lot more damage, which he's done in the past. So, uh, that that's one of the things I definitely did like. Um, I, you know, I, I agree with you guys on the defensive side. McDermott's defense is, you know, it, it kicked ass. Um, uh, look who decided to finally join us, everybody. Walter King Rumplemans. Yo, what's up? What's, what's up, up, brother? Man? How you doing, man? 
you know, UFO hunting out here in Sanford, you know, Sweet. see if I can find me, you know, something out here. You know how it is. You'll find something out there for sure. Well, that's what I said. You know, I've been visited by aliens before. I had to buy to wrap aluminum foil around my head. UFOs, a good time. APs, STDs, all that. Yeah. All that. We've got all no, that over here no, in Orlando. No what are you talking about? What's that? Now we know the real reason you were in the hospital. Well, well, that's true too. You know, I yeah, but that's you know G fourteen classified. We can't talk about that. <laughs> I mean, the IRS already knows me on a first name basis, so I, I can't get in too much trouble. Uh, and just for the record, uh, Walter finally became a man with this uh, surgery. Um, congratulations, everybody. Hey, you know what? It took some time, but I finally saved up enough money, you know. <laughs> I, I can finally uh, do the helicopter. You can't cancel breaking tables, folks. Uh, Walter, we're talking about this last game. I know we, we talked uh, right after the game. Um, you know, a lot of stuff we didn't like. We haven't gotten into that yet. But was anything that you saw that you liked? I mean, Tyler Bass is a great kicker. <laughs> All right. That, that's it. Yeah, totally. Everybody forgets about the kicker, even though he was probably the, the most solid player, right? Just top uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, uh, I drank a lot. That was pretty fun. Me too. Uh, that was pretty exciting. <laughs> I mean, Me too. Uh, you know, the, both sides of the ball, there was just a lot of mistakes. And, I mean, the – Garrett Wilson had one hell of a catch on Tredavious, which that, that was a hell of a catch. I mean, you know, as much as I hate to say it, you know, I was kind of hoping that, you know, how Tredavious was going to come back from his injury and so forth like that. So, but I mean, listen, the Jets defense, hell of a defense, you know, and everyone knew going into this year, they were going to be a top three defense, you know, and Buffalo's defense definitely hung around. I mean, obviously not the game plan they assumed at the quarterback situation. So, you know, they, they did what they had to do for, for the most part, you know, but hopefully they can, uh, you know, learn from their mistakes, we'll just say. Yep, yep. Let's all talk cliches, everybody. <laughs> you know, it's, That's uh, it. a loss is a loss. Let's move on, right? That's um, absolutely true. I mean, we could sit here and talk for another, you know, 45 minutes on the things that we don't want, uh, that we did not like. Um no, we're not going to do that just because everybody knows it. Everybody watched it. Everybody hated Josh Allen's decision-making. Uh, everybody hated Spencer Brown's crap play call, uh, just playing. Like, he did not belong on that field. It just he was the worst offensive line. And, um, again, he's not looking like the right tackle. We Honestly, prior to, to Spencer Brown chugging that beer, he was good. Then right after that, he, like, you just went crap. I don't know what happened. Probably because it was a Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, hey, Anthony, um, Bud Light is the official sponsor of the Bills Packers of Orlando, along with Neutral Seltzer. So, good job, Bud Light. Hey, beer is beer, right? For, for, for legal purposes, I have to say that so we can continue to get paid and throw block parties. <laughs> uh, but we know. But we know. <laughs> Uh, speaking of block parties, Walter, we're talking about events coming up. Kind of give a little a shout out. We're waiting for Stevie to show up. Don't know where he's at, but you know, Stevie can. Stevie's on Stevie's time. What do you? I mean, I, I'm I'm just waiting for Joe to come down here so I can see this golf game. I'm sick and tired of seeing his Instagram videos up there, but I don't see his game down here in Florida. Hey, we tried the link a couple times. 
That's true. I mean, yeah, we tried. And, and listen, probably one of the best photographers I've ever seen. Some of his photos and stuff, man. I met Joe through uh, Shady when Shady was doing an event down here. Joe was doing photos. Man, awesome time. And Joe stopped in a couple times with his daughter when they were down here. Man, great guy, man. Good photos. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I always show you guys love. Ever since you guys showed me love, every time I go to Orlando, I show up. No, absolutely, man. We appreciate it, too. Well, we've been talking about golf tournaments for years, and we just never made it happen. I think this summer we're going to have to create a golf tournament in Orlando. And to stop talking about it, let's be about it. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, as long as you can hit it past the women's tees, that's all I care about. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm out of that. Game. Much just, I, have. I guess I'm just coaching. <laughs> I'll just yeah, that's, that's it. That's all you got to do. That <laughs> can't do coach, right? Um, you've got a big event coming down this weekend. I know you got some big hitters coming out with Stevie Johnson coming down. Um, what's kind of your itinerary? What's going to happen this weekend? Walk us through that one, Walter. Uh, well, we're picking up CV tomorrow at the airport. Uh, the Rumplemints is already in the freezer, ready to go. I mean, that's obviously number one. Um, we're going to take him to his hotel. He's staying five minutes from our venue. Um, depending on what he wants to do, if he wants to go out in downtown Orlando, one of our DJs is working that night at one of the bars. He can come in, grab a table. Uh, Saturday, we're going to get up. Obviously, it's college football. Um, there's about five of us that are all getting matching Bills tattoos with Stevie. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to hopefully go watch some college football, have some dinner with some fans. Uh, Sunday, we're going to get up. We're going to tear up downtown Orlando once again. We've got all kinds of different events going on. We've got a wedding at halftime that's going to be happening. Uh, Stevie will be performing the ceremony. So that's going to be fun to watch. Obviously, Caleb, who kicked cancer's ass twice, he's going to be there as a special guest of honor as well with his family. Uh, there's a couple other Bills players that live here in Florida that have messaged me and said, hey, we want to come out and party with you guys this weekend. So there's going to be going on that. Uh, there is a Packers bar right across the street that challenged us to a drinking contest. Uh after the game, so they challenged us uh, last Saturday. I got a text message from them on Tuesday saying, since the Bills lost, they're probably going to be some pissed off Bills fans. So they're going to, he just said, we'll, we'll hold off on that for right now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Um, so we're going to be doing that all day. Uh, Tampa Neal said he's going to be bringing an autographed Stevie Johnson jersey. And what we're going to do is he said, we're going to have some sort of a beer chugging contest. Winner yeah, that yeah. is going to get the autographed Jersey. Campanile is going to be down there filming earlier in the day, doing a live broadcast. And then uh, Sunday night, there will be some extracurricular activities through downtown Orlando. Obviously for legal reasons, we can't talk about what's probably going to happen or where we end up. I don't know yet. <laughs> and then Monday morning, uh, we'll wake up. Uh, Stevie is giving a motivational speech at the Volusia County Jail, and we just found out today there's going to be representatives from the governor's office who want to come down and meet him and learn more about his charity and more about his motivational speeches. We've also got other chapter presidents who are going to be sending representatives from their organizations because they want to come down and they want to learn more about Stevie's charity and handling business and having fun and how we can come together as a state to help out his organization as well. So we got a lot planned this weekend. 
Nice. Now, Anthony, I know you're because obviously you're uh, representing Stevie Johnson right now because there's no Stevie. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna, are you gonna get the matching tattoos with them? No one told me about it. Hey, I'm not saying I'm not saying no, but <laughs> no one told me. Oh, it's gonna be a thing, guys. It's gonna be a nationwide thing. Everybody just gets Stevie Johnson to uh, you'll be the first the first guys to get it. That's it. Gotta do uh, it. So Anthony, how do you how do you know Stevie? So I played uh football in Grand Island and Stevie was like just over this is when he started like getting back and you know being active on Twitter. And uh, he reached out to me and liked my football videos, you know, and he told me he was coaching Rodriguez, which is where he played in Fairfield, California. And he asked if I wanted to play with him. And obviously no one's going to say no to that, you know, when you're a 17 year old kid that grew up watching him. And it was funny. We, I had a sneak, I had a sneak over to Cali. I, you know, my parents couldn't afford to go. So, you know, we had to jump some ties. I lived with him for about two years and then, you know, the rest was really history. You know, after I played with him, it, we built a connection where, you know, whatever we did, we did it together, you know, business wise, if it was camps, if it was events, um, whatever the case may be, but really it came in from, you know, someone I grew up watching, you know, when I was young to, you know, someone I call, you know, my family. So it really just started with, you know, sending them football videos on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, you guys are doing good things and it's always good to have that, you know, that, that connection where people come together over one common, uh, you know, interest. And that's pretty much, that's that's what Bill's Mafia pretty much is. Yeah. <laughs> we we find one interest. Oh, you drink too? Come on, let's be friends. Or <laughs> hey, you like football? Boo, we're BFFs. Right. You like photography? We know Joe. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's pretty much how, that's pretty much how this community works, and that's why we're the best fans in the entire world. Uh, speaking of photography, Joe, uh, you know, being a photographer, I mean, everybody loves loves your shit, man. It's it's just. Uh, you got to have a talent. You know, my wife goes, I, you know, I want to be a photographer, take baby photos. I think I could do that. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, maybe you can just because you take good selfies. But it, yeah. it's a different, like, level. How long did it take you to master your craft? Um, I would honestly say I'm still learning, but I appreciate the kind words. Um, I've been doing this probably nine years now, but, like, full-time, professionally, probably six years, seven years. Since 2016, 17 is when I really started taking it serious. Nice. What's like the craziest shot? I mean, through all your selections, do you have a favorite one? Like this is, this is my Mona Lisa. When I retire, this is always, when you walk into my house, you're going to see this photo of this. Boom. That shady. Yeah. Hell yeah. That was one of my favorite pictures because it was like one of my first favorite pictures. It was like the picture I took where I'm like, damn, I guess I'm actually pretty damn good at this. That was the one. Now, what makes the photo? Is it the, is it the person or is it the camera? I would say the moment because they both work together. You know, like it was a touchdown and the way he was celebrating. So like, I have like a whole sequence of like that whole thing. It's like, after that, he gave Dion the ball, and then Dion spiked it. So it's like there's so much of that like emotion in that picture, but it's I feel like it's mostly like my emotion because I'm like, damn, I can't believe I just took this sick ass picture. So like that all together collectively is probably why it's like my favorite picture. Well, that's what makes a good photo, right? Because you're you're looking at that photo with your emotions, going, 
holy shit, this is giving me memories. This is giving me vibes yeah. of how I took that. And then someone else who doesn't share that moment with you will look at that and go, oh, wow, I can feel that. I can feel that through that photo. That's what makes a good photographer, I imagine, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I, there's like so many other photos that are like special, like, you know, the snow game, for instance. I didn't even know it was supposed to snow that day. So that everything that happened that day was just like a holy shit moment. And then also, so the picture that everybody loves of Josh from, I think it was 2018, where we're playing in Miami, where he's walking out the tunnel and he's in the sun, but the rest of the team's in the shade in the back of the tunnel. So I took that photo as well, but from a different angle. So like a lot of people really enjoy that photo. I have it all on my wall here. I have like 150 photos on my wall. Um, I have the, I took a picture when Harrison Phillips met Pancho Villa for the first time. That was probably one of my favorite pictures as well. That's cool. Um, a lot of off season stuff, a lot of stuff with digs. I can't put on the internet. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of like these photos and stuff like that. And for the record and the people listening on the podcast audio version, he's flipping off the camera, but you know. But Diggs yeah, is still yeah, yeah, you need you definitely need oh, to help me out there. That misconstrues Diggs now. Come yeah. on. Now, I've actually worked with Diggs while he's with the Vikings, so it was pretty cool to see him come through here. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so like in the off season, I'm I'm down in Florida all off season, and they all worked down there. So I got to work with him in RG three the first time I ever worked with him. So he actually used to he roommate with Abner Logan, who was our linebacker in 2017 for a brief moment during camp. And I was really good friends with him, and that's how I kind of met Diggs, is because they were roommates together. Nice. Well, it's uh, you know, again, having that common interest, you you love the Bills, you you love photography, and now you have the opportunity to kind of mix and match both passions, which yeah. not a lot of people get to do. So that's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, Neil, I heard you play the kazoo uh, and skin flute pretty well. How's that going for you? Uh, pretty well. I am one of the worst photographers you'll ever meet, so you will not have any competition with me, Joe. So then you got to be pretty damn good at that skin flute, then. <laughs> I'm damn good at that skin flute. Wait a second. Neil's a semi amateur cell phone photographer. <laughs> not good at that either. This, um, oh, there goes our Disney contract again. Jesus Christ. I, I will say this one of my favorite photos that Joe did is the first time when Diggs met Alan. And you were doing the off-season workout photos. Yeah. And then uh, McDermott was sharing them and everything else. And it just, you know, you got to see that interaction from when they first met each other because they talked about how they were playing on Xbox together. And then they finally got to meet each other. So when you were doing those photos, but honestly, man, a lot of Joe's photo where he photo, uh, photographs a lot of the high schools and stuff, man. Because those kids are just out there having fun. Because, I mean, for those kids to have a, a professional photographer come out there and, and take those action shots, man, those are some really good ones, for too, free. as well. <laughs> now, high school is a big thing for me because, like, I – so I went to Cell Park High School. So I'm, like, very passionate when it comes to high school sports because I never got to play high school sports. So I broke my leg going into high school. I broke every bone in my left leg. I couldn't walk to my junior year of high school. So I couldn't play sports anymore. So – I was like the, the closest I can get to still playing sports was like photo photographing sports, let alone the school that I went to. And, you know, my thing was like, I want to obviously like eventually not do high school. Cause I want to do something that's going to you know make me money. So 
kind of told myself like I'm gonna do it until like we win a championship because I just feel like why not go out on the shield. So like I'm literally like like getting really like kind of agitated of like like just driving, you know, so far this way, this way, this way, and just not making money, but just like doing my work and then having to come home and sit on the computer for three hours. And then there was just one year where I was just like everything was just clicking. And then I'm like super good like with all the kids and the and the the coach, and for something in my head told me that I needed to give them a motivational speech before the game. So like I had this whole plan in my head, but in reality, it's like this is probably the last like high school football game I'm gonna probably take pictures of unless I get paid. Let alone it's like my crew, like where I went to school. So it meant the world to me. So I'm just sitting there. I asked the coach, I'm like, hey, can I talk to the kids? And like I started getting like super emotional because like. I never got to play football and football was always my passion, but I was never able to like continue to play football because of my injury. So like, I'm just telling them kids, like, like I play, like, I'm part of the team. Like, like, you know, when like something happens on the field, like I want to go out there. Like that's, that's how like into this I am with you. And it's like, I feel like I'm playing with you guys and I just want you guys to play together and like win for me. And I ended up winning the championship that day. And I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Just transposing your energy to towards them. Right. Yeah. It's like me, but yelling at a TV, like, go on, you know, but you were actually, so yeah, you're sending him that energy, those, those vibes, um, nothing like that. There's absolutely nothing like that. And I'm sure those kids, they, they, they won, right? Yeah. So there you go. So thanks yeah. to you, they won, they won. I wouldn't so. give, I wouldn't say thanks to me, but. I, all I, I heard like, was thanks to you, Joe. All uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to take a picture with the trophy and everything too. It's great. See? Like, you know how, you know how they hold the banner at the end? I'm in that picture. That is priceless. Who needs to get paid to do that? <laughs> well, plus you were, plus you were just on Sports Illustrated too, weren't you? Yeah, I actually just cut it out today. Right here. I don't know if it's not how to like hold it up backwards. I don't know if it's the right way. Look at that guy. Look at that. Nice. Yeah, I got to frame it. Well, uh, that's, guys, interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Good story. Uh, appreciate you sharing. I'm getting chilled. I want to go out there and spike a ball and win a championship now with that motivational talk. Joe, appreciate that. Um, guys, it's uh, it's the beginning. It's a very early in the season. But, you know, obviously with this loss, it put a sour taste in our mouth the next day. Tuesday was a very terrible day. Wednesday got a little better, but still terrible. Here we are Thursday. We're done with last week on to the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Tampa Neal. Uh, how do you, what, what do you look forward to against the Raiders coming up this week? Um, I actually feel bad for the Raiders because you know, every time the bills or every time Allen has a shitty game like that, the next game that he has, they end up killing the team. And right now the Raiders are primed to get killed. They had a ton of injuries already in week one. They don't have a very good defense to begin with. They got a couple of good players, but their defense is just isn't that good. Nowhere near the Jets, so it's going to be like this is going to be a walk in the park. I think. I think it's going to be a big beatdown, and I'm very excited for it. All I heard was Josh is going to beat down the Raiders. Yep, single handedly beat off. He single handedly got his ass kicked last week, so he's going to single handedly kick their ass this week. He has to, and you're right. He's the biggest bounce back player when it comes to a loss, especially yeah. when it was his loss. Um, Walter, what are your thoughts on going into the week? Well, you know, the Bills are nine and a half point favorites right now. So, I mean, I just, 
I know it's early in the season, but I just don't want to see them take their foot off the gas. If they have to put up 56 points and make it 56-0, to zero, boom, I'm okay with that. Just go out there, make statements. You know, I would love to see, you know, some other players get some more targets as well as two, get Dawson Knox more involved, Kincaid, Gabe Davis, get these guys involved. And, you know, obviously if, if uh, he, Allen can get the long ball going, I mean, you got Davis, who's an absolute speedster. I would love to see another 98-yard touchdown from him. So I just move the ball around, run the score up. Boom. Yeah. Anthony, what are your thoughts, bro? How you feeling going on this game? I'm excited to see Josh, you know, break the ice. I feel like, you know, he had a rough, obviously, offseason with everything that happened, you know, in his life. I feel like I feel like him just breaking the ice, getting back into football. You know, when I played football, you know, when you – even when you train, like, getting back to that first game, it's – yeah, training helps. But, you know, a lot of times, like, it's a different atmosphere. Plus, obviously, if you're in the NFL, you know, but I feel like I want to see him, you know, get more comfortable, get back into his old ways. You know, I hate when people see a bad game from Josh and they go on Twitter, they start hating on him. As soon as, you know, like Tampa Neal said, when you see Josh get active or when he gets, you know, beat, it's a bad, you know, it's bad for the other team when it comes into the next game. So I'm just excited to see him break that ice and get back to how he was. And it's a good team to do it to as well because the Raiders are not that good. Like Neal said, a bunch of injuries. They're not. (laughs) They really don't have anybody on defense. They really don't have anybody on offense, and our defense is stellar. So, um, I, like, I, I don't feel bad, but I feel so bad for them. Uh, and it's and it's in front of our our fans. It's in our home. It's in our backyard. So, oh my, spot on, guys. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts? What are you feeling going into this game? I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think the matchup with Spencer Brown and Max Crosby is going to be a very talked about subject throughout the game. And I just hope our offense just relaxes. I feel like there's so many moving parts in our offense and so much talent that it was just like this on Monday. You know, like next thing you know, you're seeing Deontay Hardy in the backfield. Then you see Josh throw a seven-yard pass to Deontay Hardy in double coverage. You're just like, you know, fourth and things. There's just so many moving parts. I think it's just like stick to the script. And I think we'll be fine. And a lot of people, you can't forget, too. So back in the day, it's we had you know the four preseason games. Now it's cut down to three. Um, and, and it really takes, with the four games, it took like four or five games for the teams to really mesh. Uh, and really the starting teams, units, let's say, so far had, well, obviously game one. But prior to that, they only had maybe a quarter's worth of meshability, I guess, if that's a word. They didn't have much time to mesh together. Um, and so it's going to take some time. So I'm glad it's a, a team against the Raiders where they can really, like you said, slow things down, come get back to your roots, get back to your, you know, your fundamentals, and then you build off of that. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cause I think Monday was just like a, let's just see what works and let's try everything. I think that's what it ended up becoming. Too much. Yeah. They're, they're doing yeah. too much and they didn't have to do too much. Yeah, they didn't uh, do too much at all. That that the Jets were just had the wind knocked out of them from the get go. All we had to do is not fuck up, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> You've got one responsibility, and you're and you're done. <laughs> oh man, um, so keys coming up to this game. What are the keys to victory? Let's you know throw out that the Raiders suck. Let's let's get that out of our mindset. But what do we have to do? We'll start with Tampa Neal. What do we have to do to 
beat off the Raiders, as you say. <laughs> All right, did I, did I say that wrong? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Um, win the turnover battle. Win the turnover battle. That's it. No, no turnovers. I want zero turnovers. No turnovers. And four turnovers on our side. Defense. Get Rousseau going, right? Dude, he was all over the place. He was. He was ready well, to kill somebody. And Matt Milano. I, Matt Milano really does not like the Jets because when he goes out there to play the Jets, there's like another fire under him that he just wants to like murder somebody on the other team. Wearing a Jets uniform, I am going to kill you. Like a That's bull a seeing red going crazy. He's like a bull, but seeing green and going crazy. Yeah. Yes. Walter, how about you, man? What are what are the keys to the victory? Uh, protect the ball. Number one. Um, I think the watch for the Devontae Adams, uh, Tredavious White battle. Um, and then uh, the Raiders cornerbacks versus Stephon Diggs. Honestly, I think those three things right there is something you just really got to pay attention to this week. And as long as they can protect the ball, shut down Devontae and Diggs has good a good game, for the most part, we should be uh, rolling with a W. All right. Thank you. Anthony, your thoughts? Um, I think the biggest is defense playing how they did. I feel like I said, you know, like I said earlier, I love how the defense played week one. Um, I would say it's a big thing. You know, me personally, I think Josh, you know, I think it starts with Josh on how we perform and if we win this game, you know, we can't have the turnovers we had. Um, if he, you know, even if he's like calm, you know, like Kroon was saying, if we just relax, you know, we follow the script, you know, even short plays, give the ball to the playmakers, like Stevie always says on Twitter, right? Give it to Diggs quick, you know, get these guys the ball and just move that, move the ball down the field. I think if it starts with Allen, you know, if he does his thing, I think we'll be good. Yeah, we don't need 50 yards every time, guys. It was evident on a lot of those open plays where we could have thrown it, you know, five yards and get a possible first down or set up the next play. But instead, we're we're trying to make that the, the hero playing hero ball when we didn't need to when we were already ahead. And, you know, they have no life in, the, in their lungs right now. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, absolutely. When you played football, Anthony, so you, you – well, what, what was, like, the highest level you played? Was it college or – yeah, I played college. I didn't get into a college game. You know, I played, I was a redshirt freshman, but, or no, my bad. I played at Hilbert. Yeah, I played two games at Hilbert. That don't count. We'll just skip that. Man. Yeah, that's why I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you know, like the tempo after losing a game, and what, what do you guys got to do to prep? And obviously, Stevie's not here. So, uh, hey, Stevie, do you have any thoughts on this one? No? Yeah, let me oh. ask him real well, quick. Anthony's going to be our, uh, our, our, our football uh, color commentator here. Well, I would base it off, you know, like, yeah, we're not going to talk about Hill, but we're moved past that one, um, you know, because we'll lose like 70 to zero and then lose 60 to zero the next week. So it's not a good way to prep. <laughs> there's, no, there's no like preparation <laughs> to come back from that. Yeah, <laughs> preparation was quitting the team. Um, I would base off my season with Stevie because he was my coach. Um, the cool thing when I was in Cali, I was like the player coach. So if anyone knows Stevie, right, like you got to know Stevie to understand what I'm about to say, but we didn't have a playbook. Um, the playbook was like me. So whatever me and Stevie talked about at home before practice, we went and did it. You had to remember all the plays. Um, whenever we lost a game, I feel like, you know, cause we went two and four, it was the COVID year. So they cut the season or the games down in Cali. 
Um, but you know, after one of our losses, it was like going into practice, like just erasing it. Right. You know, don't think about it, you know, know what you did wrong, what you got to fix, but don't sit there dwelling on what you can't change. Right. You can only, you know, focus on what you can. I would say just keep the energy high all day in practice, you know, go in like it's a, another home opener, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing on a loss is just going with a positive mindset all week in practice, compete hard as hell. So then when you know, you're going into week one that you guys are prepared and sharpened, you know, to change what you, you know, did last week. Spot on. Right on. Kroom, what do you thought? What are your thoughts? I think that our defensive front needs to really stop the run. We can't have two yards, two rushes for 109 yards again. That's for sure. True story. Jesus Christ. And I just really hope that we just stay poised. I think being poised is going to help us win and not really just, you know, forcing things. Now, you guys are all saying a bunch of great things, but I think uh, one of the biggest things that I think what we really need in order to win this game and not keep uh, other teams' opponents from from being alive or even flirting with the idea of a possible loss, special teams, guys. Special teams. Sure. Um, okay. Our special teams. Like, I'm surprised the coach, the special teams coach, he's not fired yet just because of the – it seems like the special teams have been just, it's always been a staple uh, to our team. Okay. Um, whenever they are not up to par, we lose games. Obviously it was evident, uh, evident on, on Monday night. So if we can get special teams, again, we're not playing a talented Raiders team. So if we can get special teams to be solid and not give up big plays and not keep teams alive or flirting with the idea of possibly keeping it close, that I think the special teams is really going to be a, a, a not just this game, but all games going forward this season. And Campanile, you agree with me, right? You got to agree yeah. with me. They weren't good in the preseason either. So, yeah, yeah you're, true story, man. They, they just you can't allow that play to happen, regardless of a penalty that wasn't called. You just can't allow that play to happen. It's just not. Um, hey, so what do we think? Uh, over under, I'm going to get an over under on you guys. How many plays does Jimmy Garoppolo play this week? Are we are we hurting him too? Jesus Christ, Neil! I mean, if there's a if there's a porn star in the audience and and the stadium, then yeah, I mean, then he'll probably be out soon. <laughs> He's like, I gotta Possible. go. <laughs> Me out, Coach. I'm hurt. <laughs> um. I mean, I'll, I'll let someone else answer this. Last time I, I said something about somebody retiring, um, they're out for the season. So I don't want to jinx it. I feel bad. No, I don't want him getting hurt. But if it was Tom Brady, I would be like, oh, no, he's going to be out. First I'm fucking play, get him his ass injured. <laughs> he's, he, he falls and breaks his leg. I'm hurting him before the game starts. Exactly. Uh, Walter, well, no, we can't. We can't ask on when we no, can't do asking. that. We can't. We can't. That's do a that. tough one. That's a tough I'm, one. I'm going to be convinced that you had something to do with it at this point. Our Aaron Rodgers sues me for hurting him. <laughs> like what? <Yeah. laughs> like he, there was an inside guy. Oh, geez. All right. Well, here, take take my dollar eleven cents out of my savings. There, Aaron. Good luck with that. You'll need it. Um, guys, <laughs> let's let's get into the score predictions. Then we can talk about funny stories. Uh, Walter, what is your score prediction coming up this week? Uh, All right, Anthony, what's your score? I got to think about that one, man. That's a tough one. You want to come back? We can come back if you want. At your, at your yeah. leisure. 
All right, Anthony, well, what kind of score prediction did you got uh, coming up this week? 31-17, uh, Buffalo for sure. I'm confident on that one. 31-17, that means that they have to score at least a touchdown, right? Well, more than one touchdown. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, oh, maybe, like, are they doing, like, five field goals and a safety? How, <laughs> how are they going to get 17 points against our defense when they could barely get 17 against the Broncos, who are terrible? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully the the Bills, you know, stay locked in and do their thing. But I feel like, you know, maybe at the end or something, you know, when we're up 31, you know, 31 throw in the fourth, they're like, all right, we're going to put it in our third season. Comes in, you know, maybe 13. Nice. Walter, are are you back or no? Come back. All right. 42 to 10, Buffalo. 42 to 10. So they're going to get, what's what? Two field five goals safeties. and two safeties. I'm just uh, five, five safeties. safeties. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'd say the Raiders will put up at least a touchdown and a field goal. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I like the high score, too. So good one on you, Walter. Joe, what are your thoughts? I'm going to go 35-17, even though Anthony kind of – I was like, bro, as soon as he said that, I was like, bro, how can you get that close to my score? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like I like the garbage points you guys are giving them. Nice, tapping. But we do. That's what we do. It's not like it's like a, not a thing. We do not play well against bad teams. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they they do kind of hang around. We'll have like a, a quarter of just complete dominance, and somehow they'll just like I couldn't tell you a game last year. I mean, I might have been too drunk, so you can probably tell me a few of them. But I couldn't <laughs> tell you a game where I was in the stadium in the third quarter where I was like, damn, hope we can pull this off. <laughs> I hope that's logical. I hope I don't just don't seem like an alcoholic because I'm lying, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember that all last year. Uh, man, we, we've all seen the photos from you at the tailgates at Pinto Ron's tailgate. Do you remember all those games, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Tampa Neal, what's your score prediction? Uh, I think that the three of you are crazy. I don't see the Raiders scoring one point this weekend. Allen's pissed. McDermott's pissed. They are all pissed off about this last game. 45-0. A fucking goose egg they're putting up this weekend. Almost take need that, to take that. that to Vegas, just not the that, MGM. That will completely take the, the just taste out of the mouth from, from last week. Uh, yeah. and I agree with Evan I, I have uh, no rebuttal outside of 45 points. That's all. Maybe like the first half. Uh <laughs> I mean, I just, I just think it's not even going to be fair. We're going to see uh, Kyle Allen in in the fourth um, with this goose I egg. Not because then we're going to then we're going to lose the goose egg. No, keep Josh in. Fucking more, more, more. stringers. I mean, you could you could have like a fifty. Oh, that mean fifty-two zero. I'm you know I'm going to go fifty-two zero. How about that, Tabanil? Fifty-two zero. I love it. And then you're going to see, uh, uh, you're going to see, well, Diggs get another 100 yard gain. You're, you're going to see, uh, Allen's going to have like 400 yards passing. Uh, I think you might even see Kincaid finally wake wake up and uh, start giving Kincaid or even, there's going to be either Kincaid or Davis with another 100 yards. So two receivers with 100 yards. Uh, and then James Cook with 100 yards rushing on the ground. Uh, but 52 0, it's a complete dominance over the Raiders who are completely banged up. Don't belong in the NFL. Um, I mean, we could say the same thing about the Giants, but at least Giants have talent. Raiders don't. So, uh, all right, story time. There's a write that down, Tapanil. You won last week. Uh, uh, I'm going to win this week, but 
Uh, story time. <laughs> Everybody knows Walter's story, so we're going to skip him. Sorry, King of Rumblements. Um, we'll start with Anthony. Anthony, craziest Bill's moment or story that you could share TMZ style? You have to come back to me. I have to think. I'm going to have to leave on this one. <laughs> it was on the <laughs> Come All right, back. Joe. All right, Joe. Spotlight's on you, my man. Shit, I don't know. I don't want to yeah, get anybody in trouble. Not, see? No, don't use names. Make up like use names. Call them Muppets. Like I'm hanging out with, you know, Kermit the Frog and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. Just be like, hey, um, Macy Decoy was a uh... decoy. See, it's crazy because like everything that I'm thinking is like rated RR. That is what the show is all about. That's our show. All right, give us like a plot of a movie. Yeah, right. (laughs) 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 Craziest craziest tailgate. Craziest tailgate. Best tailgate. Funnest tailgate. It doesn't have to be the drunkest or it can be the drunkest. I don't usually remember those ones. Yeah, that's like tough. Last year year was the most drunk I've ever been. So (laughs) I, what I do for Bill's games, so I have a party at my house where about like 20 people come. I cook food for everybody. I actually cook food for Sal Carpaccio every morning last year. On his way to the stadium, he'd come pick up food from my house. So I'd have a party there. We'd get, we'd get super drunk. And then we would go to, so usually it'd be the mafia house, but last year I tried to go to game day hospitality, which is like the big, like all inclusive tailgate. So, but before I would go to the mafia house. So the way I would drink is I would take the big bottle of deep Eddie's lemon and I would dump out half of it and I would pour the rest, I would pour water in the rest of it. And that whole bottle would be my drink until I get to the game. So by the time I like leave my house and I'm like doing my like 20 minute walk from where I park to the mafia house, which is right next to the stadium. I always get like this very like hot rush inside of like my body to where I'm like, you drank too much, but it's already too late. And like, I'm always like a conscious drunk. I'm never like delusional, but like, I just remember like telling my friends like, bro, I fucked up, man. Like I, I drank too much. And by the time we get to the mafia house, apparently I, I had to like get kind of carried and I'm, I'm three thirty, So I got like two of my friends in there just dragging me. So there's this girl there. Her name is Beth. She's like the regional person for Deep Eddies. And she was super hyped that I had the bottle of Deep Eddies. So she puts me on her Instagram. And apparently, I chugged the whole bottle of the Deep Eddies that I had. Oh. And then this is the only time I didn't think. I thought I was so drunk that I wasn't going to be allowed to go into the game. I thought, like, I could not control myself to walk straight. So I just remember going into some dude's truck. I don't know where I was. I just seen, like, his truck bed was lifted. And I found a chair. And I just remember putting the chair down and sat there for like 30 minutes and just thinking about what I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, no, I hear you on stories that we don't want to talk about too much or stories we can't ever remember. I'll try uh, to think of something. While we come around, if, if I can get a good one. I'll, well, uh, I mean, like being in Buffalo, it's, uh, you know, you got to stay warm. You got to stay warm. And that's one of the things you got to do. Uh, I mean, when I think the warmest that we tried to get, even though it was the coldest game ever was against the Patriots when, you know, minus 12 degrees and we're over here literally freezing. Like our, our beers, we couldn't even drink 
beers because they were freezing. So we had to switch to liquor because liquor doesn't freeze. And yeah. that's, how you, that's how you get in trouble. I'm telling me, tell you that <laughs> you get in trouble quick. And next thing you know, you don't, you don't, you don't block out you time travel. Uh, that, that's our model. Okay? Uh, that's our model. Here. That's <laughs> All right, Walter. I know you. You got your full. I see you back there going. All right, my Rolodex of stories. Tell us. Which story. one should I do? Honestly, I don't mean because I mean mine are pretty bad with some players. What they've done in Orlando. I was just gonna say, Joe. What What's the wildest thing you saw at one of the Christmas parties? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no names. No names. I mean, someone got naked and ran through the house. So it's no, got to be something good. I mean, like, seeing how much people can drink is very impressive. Yeah. But, like, there's been times where I had to, like, tackle guys to not let them drive home. And that was a difficult task. 330 pounds? Hey, I'm not driving. Take my keys, bro. I'm not getting. Fuck that. All right. I have a story I can be a little vague with that, that I can kind of throw something in there. Story time, go. So I, so I had my studio for probably two years, and I'd always throw parties just for no reason. And I remember this had to be three years ago, probably had to be before COVID, so probably 2020. I had, so I usually have parties for all the UFC fights. So I'll have like maybe 30 people in my studio. So this, this time I had, it's funny. So I just reach out to people on Instagram. They don't know me. Like, so it was like right around when the rookies come into to Buffalo for camp. And I didn't know any of them, but I just reached out to them like, Hey, you want to come through a party, whatever, whatever. So like five of the rookies ended up coming through here and there was two like actual players and we're playing beer pong. And like, we ended up not even watching the UFC fight. We're playing beer pong, listening to music. And there was, like, an event going on somewhere in my building. And I've, I have four floors in my building. So we were super drunk. And we're like, dude, let's just go see what the event is. Because I know the guy who works, who runs the one build, the room upstairs. So I'm like, oh, if I go up there, I'll just be like, hey, I know him. Let's get in. So we get up there. And there's, like, legit security guards, like, like armed security and shit. And it's just, like, you just hear the music and shit and the lights in the background. It's like a, like a club in there. And I'm just like, bro, we're going in. I'm like, hey, I know, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, no, nah, you're not getting in. So then we go back downstairs, and we're like, bro, that's kind of bullshit. And the rookies were like, bro, let's just go up there and beat their ass. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> fuck it. So we go upstairs, right? We start arguing with the security guard. And we're like, we don't even know what we're arguing to get into, right? And next thing you know, this this dude in a fucking song comes out. It's a gay stripper party. And we're sitting there about to fight the security guards to get in there. And we're like, bro, we got to go. <laughs> like, can you imagine that being on the news? Like, Wait. yeah, I feel rookies beat up a security guard at a, at a, a gay stripper party. Which, you know, not, nothing wrong. There's We have nothing wrong with that. Uh, a, a lot of people, whatever, okay? But that's just a very funny story because you're thinking it's like something cool, something awesome, Bro. something like we're going to get drunk. We're gonna well, it was like in. a dude came out with like washboard abs, oil like, and everything, and just, just a banana hammock. And we're just like, oh, we were about to fight this dude to go here, huh? The most fucked up thing is like the security guards are not even telling you, hey, guys, I, I don't think this is the kind of party you want to get into, you know? <laughs> I wish I could tell you who it was because it'd, it'd, be, it'd be very funny. 
Oh, give me initials. Give me a number. No, 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 no don't do that. Tell us <laughs> off air. Tell us off air here in a couple minutes. Uh, Anthony, back to you. Anything, anything you want to share? Anything crazy without dropping names before we end the show with that? It's not really like a like a crazy funny story. I think I think it would be like the best memory from Hilbert. I think the only thing that was actually enjoyable was it was one of the Bills games. I don't remember which one it was, but it was a night game. And we went to the my, one of our players' like friend's house. You know, we had all this family. It was it's not like awkward, but you know, when you're like you know 18, 19, 20, and then you know everyone else is like 30, 40. It's a little weird, you know. Plus, when they're not like cool, you know, like they're 30, 40 year olds that you don't want to hang out with. And I got um, I love aliens, right? So I got an alien tatted on me. Oh, there it is. Got an alien tatted on me. Stevie obviously gave me that vibe, and you know the um the alien bottles that they have for that. It's like hard. I don't know what's in it, but that shit. It hits. And I had the whole bottle, right? And this was like, when I was in football, I was one of those kids like Stevie, because Stevie was my mentor, right? And if you ever seen me smoke or drink, it was, you know, I wasn't, I didn't ever want to see it. So I never drank much. So I drink this whole bottle by myself. And Kroom's seen me, you know, drink, you know, many times. And sometimes I get out of there. So I was, I don't remember the night. I actually just seen a video last year. We had a memory from it um, on Sunday from the, you know, the game. And I got this memory and I was like, I don't remember this video. And I called out this old dude. He was like 45 for um, Oklahoma when you land your back and they blow the whistle. And when I went to like, and this was before I started lifting. So, you know, crew knows I was skinny as shit. So this dude like puts me in a chokehold and starts like choking me to tackle me. And all you see is me screaming about to punch this dude in the face. I'm screaming at him. I don't remember any of this just straight up drunk and it was just i think one of my favorite memories from hilbert i think because i just played some dad on my football team i just don't remember it you know we got videos but we don't remember it so that's more action than, than there was on the field huh <laughs> yeah no we don't talk about hilbert <laughs> Bro, they're, still, they're still being that way yeah they're doing real well i'm excited for them they're losing one their score differential right now for week going into week three is 127 to 7 hey they're doing better <laughs> at least they scored yeah oh guys this is uh it's been uh, an epic show it's already been uh close to calling it a day um walter i hope you have a good event this weekend make sure you get tampanil nice and uh toasted with your rumple mints that's simple duh <laughs> <laughs> uh make sure you you get that uh tattoo and you guys show us and talk anthony and getting a tattoo with you guys hey, i'm not gonna lie i might hop in on the trend i didn't know about it till now but i might be i might be telling this, Stevie. this is tattoo you guys are getting <laughs> no, we're there we go. Never mind. <laughs> uh so i hope you guys have a good time sorry i can't make it this weekend uh, i'm gonna make it up uh, to a game to hang out with you guys for a weekend um but that's just how you know life goes Listen, hundred thousand dollars. I'll get breaking tables tattooed on my forehead right now. Let's go, hundred thousand. Come on. Okay, I'll, I'll bring you a check. Uh, I need cash, buddy. I need cash. Cocaine and hookers ain't cheap, buddy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe agree with you. So, uh, Walter, appreciate you hopping on, man. Uh, don't go anywhere, Anthony. Thanks for hopping on. Appreciate you uh, stepping in and in lieu of Stevie Johnson. Is he okay? He didn't even show up. I don't know. I'm gonna call him later and see. I'm, I'm at the yellow. <laughs> nah, don't worry about it, man. It's all good. Uh, uh, Joe, thanks. Thanks for you uh, for your stories about how you uh, you try to fight your way into uh, a gay club. That was that was <laughs> phenomenal. I can't you wait. You would have been right by my side. I promise. 
I would have been the one with the video camera going, look at these idiots. I love Brian would have went in there swinging dick. (laughs) (laughs) Choke Uh, me, daddy. Uh, No, that's not a deal. Guys, I hope hope to see you guys down in Miami this year. Uh, I don't know if Anthony, you're coming down. Joe, I know you're going to be coming down for the Miami game. Uh, I live down here in Miami. Uh, you guys got to come down. We're all going to have a few drinks. One way or another, we're all going to meet up. Uh, so when I see you guys is uh, prepare to time travel, all right? Um, don't go anywhere. Tampanil, bring us home, my brother. All right, thanks for joining us today, everybody. You can join us every Monday and Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, unless there is a game on. Then we sometimes start a little earlier. Make sure you uh, join us on Friday or on, on Sunday at the uh, Orlando Bills Backers. That's going to be a hell of a party. Come over, say hi. If you are ready to join a chugging contest, like I said, I will be bringing a Stevie Johnson autographed jersey for you to do a chug off for. It'll be a crap lot of fun. It's a shame Epic B isn't going to win there or be there because I'm sure that he'd win that pretty easily. That's a damn lie. I'll do it. I can chug, bro. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Hey, we're gonna have a chug off right here in a minute. Hey, listen. Uh, what what's his name from Bills Backers? Uh, Tampa said the same exact thing, and uh, I just I spice you. You didn't belong in the same league as me, bro. We're not chugging twisted tea like you drink, bro. We're chugging Rumplemint. So get your game face on. Come on. Talking about beer over here. You guys are talking about Rumplemints. I know. Oh, that's what I thought. I thought I thought we were chugging. Chugging Rumplemint. See you on the other side. He's yeah. talking about time, time travel. We go we go travel someplace. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but pull us up live version, Facebook, YouTube, as well as Twitter. Hit that like button, share, tell your friends, get, leave us a comment. If it's funny, we will put it on. If it's not, we'll probably put it on and make fun of you. Um, if you missed the show or you love listening to our voices so much, pull us up wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it is iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, Samsung Pod, pull it up, like us, hit the subscribe button, share us to your aunts, uncles, neighbors. Don't tell your attorneys. Be. Fantastic. Campanile. Thank you so much. Uh, thank our guests for coming on. Steve, we'll see you soon, man. Bye. See you soon, man. <laughs> I'll be here at Southport Bills Packers. Keep it local. This is Breaking Tables. See you next time. Bye.